Attention all you rule breakers, you misfits and troublemakers, all you free spirits and pioneers, all you visionaries and nonconformists. Everything the establishment has told you is wrong with you is actually what's right with you. You see things others don't. You are listening to the Spiritual Activist Radio Show, and I am Rahasia Uncensored, where we look at the world not as it is, but as we know it can be, if and only if we have the courage to question the answers we've been given. This is our world, and it's time for us to take it back. All right, here we are again, Rahasia Uncensored on the BBS Radio Show. And I have to tell you, I'm also on Rumble and YouTube when they let me, which is, uh, they've been kicking me off too much, so I'm, I'm not putting some of my stuff on there. But I'm on Rumble at uh, rumble.com forward slash user forward slash Rahasi Uncensored, and of course on BBS Radio, which is a spiritual activist channel, bbsradio.com forward slash spiritual activist. And as most of you know by now, the reason it's spiritual activist is I believe you can be spiritual as hell. But if you don't take action, faith without works is dead. And, um, you know, believe in all of it, tie up your camel first. God helps those who help themselves. We, we have to get more involved in our lives. There's nobody coming to save us. I, I think a lot of us have... Uh, finally come to that conclusion. Um, the government isn't on our side. You know, I was listening to Glenn Beck the other day, and um, he was interviewing somebody that wrote a book, uh, The Red Something, damn it. I should should have this information more handy when I'm gonna talk about it. But if you look up Glenn Beck, author, uh, China, it, it, he'll, it'll pull it up, and it, and it perfectly lays out how Biden and his family, Hunter Biden and brother and Nancy Pelosi and three or four high up people in Congress have deep, deep, verifiable Chinese connections. I mean, they're making millions and millions of dollars off of the Chinese. And these are the people, they sold us out. Let's just be honest. Uh, I was listening to Laura, Logan a while back, I mean, 12 years ago, she was talking about this. Uh, I've been reading the book again, uh, The Creature from Jekyll Island. I'm telling you, I, I know, I know, I know. Sounds like a conspiracy theory, but it's not. Uh, it is a conspiracy theory, but it's true. Uh, and I might remind you that the term conspiracy theory was made up by the CIA as a trash pile to throw things in as a fringe, you know, whatever with tinfoil hats and Yeti and everything else. You know, sometimes I, I wrote an article, Mass Formation Psychosis. Uh, it's in my magazine, lotusguide.com. If you go there, you can, you can actually read the magazine online also. And it's so clear that as a collective global planetary population, we have gone bat crazy, stupid, idiotic, off the rails. 
And there, there's pockets of people that aren't like that. But for the most part, I tell you, a, a friend of mine just called me from uh, New Mexico. He, he said, they've, they've got signs all over the place and people are walking around in Dallas, New Mexico. These are really spiritual people, supposedly on a high vibration. They can't figure this out by now. I mean, when, when the government's starting to tell us this now, I mean, over 20,000 people have died from the injections. 20,000 people. And I think it's way more than that because traditionally only one-tenth of the, the numbers that comes up on the Bayer's website on the CDC, one-tenth of it is true. Nine-tenths, doctors and nurses, they don't even know they're supposed to report. And they don't want to take the time, an hour, two hours sometimes, to fill out all the paperwork. So th there could be at least, I mean, I'm going to be conservative and say 100,000. But that's on just one website that's a reporting website. But there's vast numbers of people that are having adverse effects and uh, dying from these injections. And people have a right to uh, say no. And a shout out to the people, the truckers up in Canada. You know, good for you. Keep on trucking, man. Keep on trucking because it's waking a lot of people up. Uh, listening to Trudeau, and Trudeau says it's a small fringe aspect of society that basically don't know what they're talking about. These are the people. We are the people. And this is what we have to remember. These governments, they get the power because we give it to them. And we can take that away. We can take that power away simply by not submitting, not giving in, and just saying no. Civil disobedience, it's not only a right, it's a duty to you as a citizen. And uh, later on, I'm going to play a couple things. And this is a shout out to the law enforcement, too, and the military, and the border guards. They're waking up. They're waking up. And um, we need them on our side. Because this is going to come down in the streets if, if we don't get these politicians to wake up and start releasing us and letting us live our lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few of us are going to die. A few of us die every day. Um, I mean, myself, I haven't caught COVID. I haven't had the vaccination. I don't want it. I, I do protect myself by alienating myself as much as possible because I tell you, I, I don't trust. Uh, Fauci. I don't trust the Communist Chinese Party. I don't trust the Wuhan virus. This virus was made in a lab. Now get over it. It's made in a lab. And I, I was taken off of YouTube a while back for saying that. But now it's pretty much accepted because the morons are waking up and the idiots are starting to go, huh, oh, I guess so. Oh my God. I, sometimes I tell my friends, don't, don't even get me started. <clears throat> what I'm going to play here is something that I think everybody should listen to once in a while and see how prophetic it is. I remember when JFK was shot. I think it was like around 11 o'clock because I was having lunch. I was in high school. And... Um, 
that day the world changed. The, the moment that bullet went into his head and we all turned our back on him, God, I mean, as a society, I'm, I'm almost ashamed to say that I'm, I'm part of a society that lets somebody get murdered in plain view. And we know the CIA had something to do with it. We know this. We know the mob had something to do with it. We know that Johnson had something to do with it. We know this. And they keep putting it off and releasing a little bit of paperwork, a little bit of paperwork. It was supposed to all be released right now, but they can't. Because when they do, the whole house of cards could come down. People are going to start asking again about 9-11. How did that happen? How did 9-11 happen by two planes going into two buildings and the, the, main, the main support systems were sheared off exactly like you would shear off support systems to implode it, to pull it down? They came down the first time in history. And then there's Building 7. You know, it, it fell in the background. And we're supposed to believe it was because of an office. We're, uh, you know, I, I don't know how some people do this every single day, like Alex Jones and all these people and David Icke. Because I, my hat's off to him because... Uh, it gets to me. I, I have to disappear up into my property and take my dog for a walk and whew, let it go because it, it will get to you if you're not careful. And you don't want it to get to you because the way out of this is through love and raising our frequency and developing and manifesting a whole nother reality around us. And as people see that, people come into my life. People are having a hard time, and I should be having a hard time too, but people come up to us and say, hey, how come you're doing pretty good, huh? Yeah, I am doing pretty good. Uh, not financially, but I'm doing pretty good. You know, we're alive and well and healthy, and you know, we're getting by. That's what's going to change things, is when people start seeing other people with a higher frequency, not getting out there in a vengeful way, but just pointing out the defects in humanity, like I did in my article, mass formation psychosis is really real. Collective insanity, mob madness, whatever you want to call it, it's been happening for millennia. You get a few people together and they get a few more people together and it ignites into a, a, a psychotic episode where we start seeing our sisters and our mothers and our aunts hanging and burning at the stake because, oh my God, they cook with herbs. Jesus. Okay, don't get me started on that stuff. And then remember to, uh, if you're watching this or listening to it, if you can leave a comment, if you can share, if you can subscribe to my channel, if you're on like YouTube or Rumble, that's great because I'm just getting Rumble going, just getting it going. And all that helps because uh, the, the algorithms have, I mean, they've shadow banned me to death on uh, YouTube. I was getting all kinds of people, all kinds of views, and now hardly anything. So listen to this, and I, I apologize ahead of time because I'm probably going to stop it occasionally. Uh, it's something that you really need to listen in a really deep, sincere way. But I want to get the information to you, and you can uh, listen to this on the Inspired channel. 
uh, amongst many, many other YouTube channels, too. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. Now, keep in mind, most of our presidents and a good amount of people that's in our Congress and senators and They've all been to the Skull and Bones. They all go to the, um, what's that place outside of San Francisco? Bohemian Grove. I mean, Alex Jones exposed that. If you're out there in the forest, you know, running around naked and having all kinds of satanic worshiping of killing babies. That they were caught doing it on video. And they said, well, okay, yeah, it's true, but it, the, the baby isn't real. As if that's some kind of, uh, we're supposed to go, oh, oh, okay, so it was a satanic ritual. You were killing a little plastic baby. Okay, that's fine then. Come on, Jesus. And a secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweigh the dangers which are cited to justify it. This is called national security. In the name of national security, they hide so much. And it has nothing to do with national security. It has to do with their security. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And as I think as we look around right now, it's so easy to see that our traditions are going away. You, you can't sing the Star Spangled Banner or the, the anthem or anything at football games. The the guy that heads the, the football agency, you know, he's speaking up for the Chinese government. Uh, I heard one of them, I think he had to do with the basketball. He said, that, you know, I don't care about the Uyghurs. That's another thing, too. The Chinese government had one of the Uyghurs help light the torch. I mean, how stupid do they think we are? I, I don't know. That, that's a good question, though. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. Okay, I mean, if, if you don't see that happening right now, it's because you're part of the mass psychosis. It's, the censorship is beyond belief. And I think it was like one of Goebbels or one of Nazi Germany's uh, propaganda said, the bigger the lie, the easier it is to get people to believe it. Because people say, oh, I mean, if that's a lie, surely it would be uncovered. And it is being uncovered, but people are just so psychotically hypnotized by fear and CNN, although that's, that's vaporizing right before our eyes with all the, I mean, one guy was caught uh, uh, manipulating a mom to bring the, her nine-year-old daughter to his house to pedophilia. Uh, and it just goes on and on and on. Lemon grinding himself and touching himself and 
putting his hand on the other guy's face in a bar with a bunch of witnesses. And who is the other guy? Oh, it's, what's his name? Uh, Chris Cuomo, you know, need I say more? I mean, protecting his brother that was fondling women throughout his career. I mean, using his CNN affiliate to protect him and censor out and filter uh, and actually went to get bad negative information on the women that was accusing him. And now with uh, Jeff, the guy that that's the head of CNN, he's getting, he's quitting because he had a relationship with a woman. Thank goodness, at least that seems normal. Uh, but he didn't tell anybody about it. You tell me that that is why he's stepping down? No. He's stepping down and he's throwing people a bone. That's why I'm stepping down because Chris Cuomo has something on him and he had to come up with a reason to step down. You watch, it's all coming out. It's like, <laughs> that's the thing about lies. Eventually they just rot away and we see him. That I do not intend to commit to the extent that it's in my control. And what did they do? They took it out of his control by putting a bullet in his head. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news. Man, I wish we had him now. Man, I wish we had him now. Because now we have the government asking big tech and news to filter out any dissenting information that they don't agree with. You know, they're calling it disinformation, misinformation, dangerous. I mean, look at Joe Rogan. I mean, he had two of the most highly qualified doctors on the planet. And they're saying that he was, I forget what they call the doctors, but discounted everything, all of their, the one doctor, uh, McCullough, He's the most peer-reviewed doctor in the history of the world in his field. Uh, Malone, he's the one that developed the mRNA uh, treatment that they're using in Pfizer and Moderna. I think Johnson & Johnson too, but they're just not saying. And he's saying that this isn't what that technology was for and it's dangerous. Uh, and now they're trying to take Joe Rogan off. I think Joe Ro they picked with the wrong guy. You know, he gets 12 to 15 times more views than CNN. That's what they're actually pissed off about. Stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. I mean, let that soak in for a second, please. Let that soak in for a second. We are surrounded by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. Ruthless beyond our imagination. <clears throat> and when you start reading books like the, the Creature from Jekyll Island or the $10 trillion conspiracy by Jim Mars, they all point out the same thing. That this is a monolithic conspiracy. that relies primarily on puppet means for expanding its sphere of influence 
on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Now, if you ever get a chance to read this speech, if you keep on reading farther and farther and farther down, he starts talking about uh, technology, high tech, and how we have to really be careful. And even though he doesn't use the word AI, that's what he's talking about. And uh, I, I wish he was around today. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. But that's a mistake to say that. I wish he was around today. One, he's not. But two, that's, that's the mistake we all keep making, that somebody's going to save us. We're around today. We are around today. We can take this and totally change things around if we can wake enough people up out of their psychotic trance. Its dissenters are silent, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. No president should fear public scrutiny of his program. For from that scrutiny comes understanding, and from that understanding comes support or opposition, and both are necessary. It's too bad Trudeau doesn't know the, the magic behind listening to the people, because that is where we have to go. We have to. We can't let this devolve into a revolution. I'm not asking your newspapers to support an administration, but I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people. For I have complete confidence in the response and dedication of our citizens whenever they are fully informed. And that's the thing they're afraid of an informed citizenry, because once you see it, you can't unsee it. I mean, I, I've seen some things in my life that I wish I could unsee, but I, I can't. Um, but this, you don't want to unsee it, and you can't. Once you start waking up to what's going on, you can't unsee it. I remember somebody showed me a, a picture of a donkey and a cart embedded into this mesh of brambles and bushes and trees and everything. It was a jungle of just looked like a, and you couldn't see the donkey in the cart to save your life. You couldn't see it until somebody points it out. Once they point it out, every time you look at it, the, the donkey in the cart jumps out. And that's what happens out on the, the news. When I'm watching the news now, the truth jumps out from all the garbage and the bullshit and the, the lies and deception and deceit. It, it just, the truth just, bam, hits you right in the face. I not only could not stifle controversy <clears throat> among your readers, I welcome it. This administration intends to be candid about its errors. For as a wise man once said, an error doesn't become a mistake until you refuse to correct it. We intend to accept full responsibility for our errors 
and we expect you to point them out when we miss them. Without debate, without criticism, no administration and no country can succeed and no republic can survive. That is why the Athenian lawmaker Sola decreed it a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. And that is why our press was protected by the First Amendment, the only business in America specifically protected by the Constitution, not primarily to amuse and entertain, not to emphasize the trivial and the sentimental, not to simply give the public what it wants, but to inform, to arouse, to reflect, to state our dangers and our opportunities, to indicate our crises and our choices, to lead, mold, educate, and sometimes even anger public opinion. Man, every time I listen to this, it, it like touches me deeply. Those, those days are so gone that we still can bring it back. Uh, we, we have no free press. And, and I think it's important for all of us to remember and our government to remember. You know, our government needs to be afraid of us. We shouldn't be afraid of our government. We're the ones that supports them. We need to really take control of what's going on right now. Because if the First Amendment goes, well, there's a reason the Second Amendment comes into play. And they're trying to take that away too, the right to bear arms. That's the only reason we're not getting trampled right now is because we have a constitution and a well-armed citizenry. Now, if they had this in Australia, this nonsense wouldn't be happening. But they don't have the, the legal back up of a constitution that really lays out the rights of people. We have that, but they've somehow put us to sleep in this crazy, crazy, crazy world that we're, we're not taking advantage of the, the strengths that we have. And if we don't start, we're going to lose them all. This means greater coverage and analysis of international news, for it is no longer far away and foreign, but close at hand and local. It means greater attention to improved understanding of the news, as well as improved transmission. And it means, finally, that government at all levels must meet its obligation to provide you with the fullest possible information outside the narrowest limits of national security. And so it is to the printing press, to the recorder of man's deeds, the keeper of his conscience, the courier of his news, that we look for strength and assistance, confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent. And here we are, you know, <clears throat> Why should, it just came to my mind, why should I be the one that should be doing what I'm doing right now? This should be Fox and CNN and MSNBC, ABC, all the alphabet networks. This should be them doing their job. I shouldn't have to do this. There's other things I'd rather be doing. I'd rather be talking about UFOs and are we alone in the universe? Who am I? You know? psychotropic drugs waking up my pineal gland i 
that is my life as a spiritual adventurer on this journey through space and time. I, I shouldn't have to be messing with this bullshit, you know, if they're not doing their job. So it's up to people like me to do what I can to speak out. Because if we don't, I'm telling you, this is not going to end well. And if it, if it doesn't end well, we're looking at generations of enslavement. And I know that sounds like I'm fear-mongering or trying to create something, a conspiracy, and, but it's true. We're going to go one way or another. We're at the fork in the road. Now, I want to bring up something, too, because um, I, I interviewed our police chief here a few years ago, about two or three years ago, when this, this whole thing first started, because I was concerned about our community, and what are you going to do if Black Lives Matter or Antifa comes here? Are you just going to let them burn down the place and say it was a peaceful protest? And he, he told me, no, 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 no. We're, we are constitutional law enforcement. If they break the law, they're going to jail. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's if he would have held up during that. I, I don't know. But check out, th this is Sheriff Mark Lamb. He's down in Arizona. And this is what we have to do. We have to start uh, taking these people to task. And he's talking to other sheriffs and law enforcement. This is what he has to say. The plan out here in Arizona. So this video may touch some nerves, especially from some people in my profession. Um, but I think it needs to be said. I, I continue to watch videos where people are being kicked out of restaurants and sometimes by force. I just watched one in particular where a young boy uh, and his family were being asked to leave a restaurant. Clearly the boy's distraught. Very sad video to watch. Multiple police officers standing there, which what I believe is probably because the family wasn't vaccinated, asked to leave the restaurant. Um, the only way that these ridiculous and unconstitutional mandates and orders, which are not laws, are going to continue is if you continue to enforce them. So I'm asking my brothers and sisters who put on this badge every day to have the courage to say no. Have the courage to stand up for the people and have the courage to stand up for what is right. This is what we have to do. We have to stand up for what is right. Um, whether you're in law enforcement, you can't just say, well, I'm just doing my job. You know, that's what Hitler's people said. And it didn't end well for them either, by the way. Uh, look how it ended for Mussolini. He ended up being hung in the square. Look at Saddam Hussein. Look at Gaddafi. Uh, this does not end well for these people. When this shit starts coming down, you better be on the right side of the fence. Because um, I, I've been in a situation once in Bolivia years and years ago where they went through a total... I went to bed one night and they had one government. Got up the next morning, they had another government. It was quick and it was not safe down there. I, taxi driver I was staying outside of town he says get down when we go into town and uh, it's not pretty and don't think it can't happen here I remember Trump saying that this could end up like Argentina and he, he says in his speech he, he says I I think I was sort of serious about that but 
it's turning out that it, it really is true. We're going to end up like Argentina if we're not careful. Now, this is, this is in reference to what you're going to hear now. This is in reference to what happened in New York. Basically, it was an assassination of two police officers. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know. You out there defund the police, and there's white supremacy, and racism is built into the system. It's all nonsense. There are police officers that are racist, for sure. And there's black ones that are racist, for sure. There are Chinese that are racist, for sure. There are whites that are racist, for sure. But it's not built into the system. I had a friend tell me, no, 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 it's, you know, race is a big problem and it's built, it's systemic. I said, well, tell me one law, one rule built into the system that tells officers to go out and kill black people every day. There's none. There's none. And I've met a lot of police officers and most of them are pretty nice people. I mean, I don't really respond all that well to authority figures. But, you know, I just sort of like stay out of their way. If they get in your face, you get back in their face. If they do something wrong, you say, hey, I'll see you in court. You take it to that level and, and fight it. But going out and assassinating police officers is not the thing that's going to keep our country uh, in good working order. He's emotional too, you'll hear it. You know, as we ran into this hospital today, you don't know what to expect. And there were hundreds of police officers running down the street, dropping their cars on the corner, running to this hospital. They were running to this hospital because they just carried two brothers out of a, out of a hallway into this hospital to try to save their life. Hundreds and hundreds of police officers are standing here today because their hearts tell them they have to be here because they feel like they're alone. We got to end that here today. Our hearts are broken. We're in shock. Our knees are buckling. And we're angry because we've been here before. We're angry because we saw it coming. We're angry because we said it was going to happen and it happened again. So tonight, you know, these police officers aren't going to sleep. They're going to be out in the street. They're going to do what they need to do. The ones that go home are going to put their heads on their pillow and they're not going to sleep. And they're going to cry. Well, it's time the city cried with us, and we know they are. But you know what? We stand shoulder to shoulder by the tens of thousands to, to, to shoulder our brother. We carried our brother here. We'll shoulder him out this evening. We'll stand in the hallway, and we'll pray for a family that's hoping their son, their husband, they come home. But it can't be just us. Yes, we will stand patch to patch and bury our brother. We will bow our heads in sadness. But we need you too. The streets can't just be full of New York City police officers at this funeral. The public has to come. You know... <clears throat> Uh, I, I almost joined the police department when I was young, and I realized rather quickly that uh, I, I wasn't a person to blindly follow orders. And I, I honestly think that's the kind of police we need now. Um, you know, like the sheriff you just listened to, you know, he's telling the other sheriffs, hey, we need to turn this thing around. And if he gets down to pointing guns at 
law-abiding citizens. I went over to a friend of mine's house the other night, and we, we were talking about uh, gun crimes. And he goes into the his gun safe and brings out an AR-15 and lays it on the table. I said, what are you doing? He says, well, let's sit here and wait to see if this gun commits a crime. What are you talking about? He says, well, they say that guns are the problem. Let, let's see. Let's just sort of sit here and see. And I sit there for a couple minutes. I said, okay, I, th I think I get your point. Guns don't commit crimes. Guns don't commit crimes at all. They'll just sit there on the table. It takes some asshole criminal to pick it up and go out there and shoot somebody. That's what commits the crime. In New York City, they're making... They have a law where it says that uh, if you resist arrest, it's no longer against the law. And I think they're changing this, but it was, uh, if you commit an armed robbery, it wasn't against the law. Now they're changing it, but I think it's just an armed robbery against uh, banks, basically. <clears throat> of course, we got to protect the banks. Forget about grandma on the street with her purse being stolen, or somebody with her car being stolen. I mean, if you... If you try to steal somebody's car, that is confrontation that can really, somebody can get hurt. And if you're a police officer and you're driving by and you sort of see somebody looks like they're breaking the law, are, are you going to really stop and do anything if, if, if they're not actually at that particular point uh, hurting a citizen? You know, when you know if you arrest them, they're going to get out the next morning, probably not even going to be charged. And if something goes sideways and you have to shoot them, heaven help you if they're black. You know, if you have to shoot them, you're going to be the one getting in trouble. It just, it's an impossible situation for police officers right now. And uh, if we don't start standing behind them and re-educating them too, we need to educate our police officers. We, we don't need police officers where their, their first duty is to think about pulling their gun. But that's going to take some uh, intervention and some training. And maybe police officers coming out with an unarmed police officers where they can stay outside and send somebody in that has more of a psychology background that can deal with some of these people. But if we start sending health professionals out there, <laughs> that'd be like sending health professionals out on the front line in Vietnam trying to talk to the Viet Cong and working them out with some kind of reason. They're going to get shot, you know. Man. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say to people that say disarm the police, defund the police. It's um, that's not where we need to go right now. I mean, in a kumbaya world where we can all just sort of gather around the campfire, yeah, that would be good. Okay, let's take a a, a different stab at this. I, and I know I can already feel the energy coming at me with Trump derangement and everything else. But I remember something Trump said when he was in office. He, he said, it looks like they're coming after me, but they're not. They're coming after you. I'm just in the way. Well, they got him out of the way, didn't they? You know, I, I don't believe the election was fair. Whether it was unfair enough where it would have made a difference, I don't know. Because we're not allowed to even talk about it, let alone look into it. Um, but I miss this guy. I miss the freshness of, and I know, he's he's hard to take, a little bit of an idiot, the moron sometimes, but he just sort of blurts it out. I mean, it's fake news. 
you know, and everybody got up in a roar about that. But it is. And, and almost everything he said actually is turning around to be pretty much what it is. The radical Democrats are corrupt beyond belief. They are viciously and unconstitutionally using the federal, local, and state governments to prosecute and silence politicians like me, although I never considered myself to be a politician, but that's what they're doing. As an example, for years, they've been going after my company, many years, using every trick in the book in an attempt to literally, if they can, put me in jail. They want to... You know, <laughs> I have to admit, I, I, I really do miss this guy uh, for a number of reasons. I, I wish he would have been soft, more soft-spoken. Um, I wish he would have been a little more diplomatic around the, the edges. But, I mean, that's sort of like, you know, some generals or some person in command and he's standing up on the wall and Genghis Khan is coming at you, uh, you're not going to really worry too much about uh, your general being a little rude or being uh, an idiot sometimes or saying the wrong thing. So you want him up on the wall to protect you from the adversaries coming at us. Now they, they're coming at us. They, they took the wall down. We don't even have a wall. We have open borders right now. We have open borders. They're, they're completely shredding our Constitution, which is what binds us together as a people. And I, I should play, just read the Constitution sometime. My God, it, it's the most inspired document that you could ever read. And those founding fathers seen these days coming. That's, they, they really thought this out, and I, I think they were inspired because... It's pretty powerful, and I can see why our adversaries want to shred it. You know, I, I know I'm going a little bit all over the map, but there's so much out there that I want to expose my listeners and viewers to because it's so important. And, and follow up on some of these people. I mean, listen to the Glenn Beck program. Listen to Ben Shapiro. He's a little bit hard to take because he talks like a machine gun. But, you know, he's a young kid, and he's, he's, he's quick. And um, what's his name? Dave Rubin report. He's he's really good too. Uh, there, there's a lot of good people out there. Louder with Crowder, he's really good, but he's so loud. I can only take about five minutes of him, and I have to shut it off. He, he is loud, but there's a lot of a lot of people out there talking. Now th this is Marjorie Taylor Greene, which they have su suspended from Twitter. Uh, I don't know if she's been taken off of YouTube yet, but I'm sure she will. Uh, she's been fighting for us, and, and if we don't get behind the people that are fighting for us, what what are we doing? What are we doing? If, if we're not brave enough to at least stand behind people that's on the front line, if you're not brave enough to be on the front line, okay, well, I, I get that. You know, you have wife and kids and bills, and life is like overbearing right now, and it's a struggle and challenging, and maybe you're not ready to put it all on the line. But mark my words, if we don't band together, you're, it's going to be put all on the line because they're going to come after everything that we own. 
Listen to Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum. You will own nothing and you will be happy. And he even says it with some kind of a German kind of an accent. I mean, <clears throat> these people are dead serious. And they're coming after us. Seriously. Well, and, and let's think about that because, you know, the, the standard Republican thinking on this day is, you know, hide under your bed, hope the day passes, sort of survive and live through it. And there was a time I definitely thought, you know, if we take power, one of the things I'm most looking forward to is disbanding this stupid committee and getting on with the work of the people. But the more we seem to uncover about the federal government's own involvement with Now, what they're talking about here is January 6th, the insurrection, where not one person out of the 700 people, political prisoners, basically, yeah, there was a few in there that maybe had charges against them that should be talked about in court, open court, but most of them were, you know, like grandmas with little patent leather purses walking through the, the ropes and stuff, that they were let in by uh, Ray Epps. Epps is this, he was on the, the, the most wanted list right away. But then when they discovered who he was, they took him off. And now we don't hear from him. He's the only one that was telling everybody, look at Ray Epps, if, if you can still find him. Go on Rumble, you, you'd have a better shot. Go on band.video. He's all, he, Alex Jones is all over that. He's the only one that was encouraging people and telling them to go into the Capitol. Go into the Capitol. Not once has he been brought up in this supposed January 6th thing that they're looking into to try to catch everybody that was insurrectionist. January 6th? The more I'm thinking we might have to own this day, own finding the truth for our constituents. So do you fall more on the side of this is dumb, this is a stupid obsession, let's get over it? Or do you think we actually have to ask some very tough questions about what the FBI and DOJ were uh, involved with, with people on those grounds? We have to send subpoenas to people like Ray Epps. We have to find out who the scaffold commander is. Yeah, I mean, be. you know, which which side of this are you on? Do we, do we have to get those answers, or do we just move on from this? What? See, they, they had scaffolding up there at January 6th, and people up there with bullhorns driving people into there, and not any, none of these people have been arrested. Now, if you look at some of the recently released tapes, you, you keep in mind, this is one of the most secured buildings on the planet. They have, I, I think thousands, but at least hundreds of hours of video of exactly what happened. The first people that came through those doors, the first people that crashed the windows out were dressed in black, dressed in black. And some of them had a, a red MAGA hat on. But we, they also have videos of them changing their clothes over in the bushes and underneath trees and putting on MAGA hats and putting on We Support Trump t-shirts and telling the people, hey, shut that off. Delete that. Delete that from your phone. The, these, are, these are federal officers. And remember what happened up in, uh, I think it was Wisconsin, the, the phony... Uh, kidnapping that the FBI set up and was caught kidnapping the governor 
and it was a phony thing that they were doing to make everybody on the other side look, you know, we better wake up. You're asking at the right time. I'm fresh off of being permanently uh, suspended on Twitter, so I'm ready to rip the whole thing wide open and expose everything. I don't think we do away with this at all. I think we dig deeper into it and find out what happened with Governor Whitmer and well, how was the FBI involved. I think we go even further and go, how was the FBI, the Department of Justice, or any of our agencies involved in what happened on January 6th? I want to know why on January 3rd they were training, they had these um, these groups, I mean, incredibly trained um, military trained and ready, and they were ready on January 3rd for something on in the Capitol or here at the Capitol on January 6th, but yet none of us knew about it. And that really bothers me because that was my first day on the job. So, you know, Matt, I think you you brought up the right questions. We want to know why didn't we see Ray Epps in the D.C. jail? Um, why isn't he being held uh, in solitary confinement for months on end when other people are? And who is scaffold commander and why did he position himself at the top of that scaffolding right at the peace gate directly above Ray Epps where they were commanding people to go into the Capitol, go into the Capitol. And they were there before President Trump even finished his speech. So, yeah, I'm, I'm game on. Let's rip it wide open and find out what's happening. See, and keep in mind that when this was happening, Trump said, yeah, let's go to the Capitol and peacefully make our protests known. Now, they're, they're trying to arrest Alex Jones, and uh, I don't know how they can do it unless they just do it, which is actually what, how they're doing everything. They just do it. Uh, Alex Jones tried his best to keep people from going there because he's, he's seen this way ahead of time that we were being set up. Uh, President Trump tried to get the National Guard to come in. Nancy Pelosi wouldn't allow it. She wouldn't allow it. It was her fault. They knew this was going to happen because they were orchestrating it and they needed, and they even called it another Pearl Harbor event. And they're, oh my God. I heard uh, Kamala Harris. I don't even like to call these people vice president and president. I don't even think they are. I, I don't like to pretend with them. Uh, we have a president that has dementia and it's not funny anymore. It's not funny at all. Uh, it used to be a little bit funny at first, you know, for about 10 minutes. It's not funny anymore. And um, I lost my train of thought there. There's, there's so much that gets us in our mind. Uh, whoa, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad to be in this country. I, I see it. It's going to disappear on us rather quickly if we're not careful. Uh, we're going to lose it all. And if you think that that can't happen, you're a moron. Straight up, you're an absolute moron if you think that that can't happen. This, could whole, this whole thing could end up like Venezuela. Totally like Venezuela. And because um, it's happening. And they want it to happen. Go, I mean, you've probably heard this ad nauseum, but go and read Agenda 21, Agenda 30. Look what they're saying on the World Economic Forum. Look what they're saying on these globalist uh, websites. They want total world domination. And right now, uh, I don't know, a month ago I would say they're winning. 
but right now they're not winning. Now this is where it gets a little bit uh, tricky because I mean, I, if I see a snake in this room and just leave it alone, it, it just wanders around and, you know, but if I get that snake cornered, that's when it gets dangerous. And we have these people cornered right now. It's all coming out. And if you don't see it, like I say, you're a moron and you're under mass formation psychosis. Totally. And if that hurts your feelings, well, get over it. You know, I, I'm tired of messing around and being a little nice guy. Because this isn't what's going to get things turned around. We have to get a spine. We have to start. Where are all the alpha males? Where are they? I mean, where are the, the people like the Kennedys that got assassinated? Where Where's like the Martin Luther Kings that got assassinated? There's a long list of people that have tried to speak it out that got assassinated. I mean, if we don't start speaking out, we're, we're in so much trouble that it's going to be unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up, because there's so much stuff going on with racism now. And uh, there's, this is uh, Dave Rubin's show, and Dave Rubin is playing this clip. I've watched this clip several times. It's on YouTube. And uh, he even brings this, Morgan Friedman, even brings this up with Pierce Morgan and some other people too. But it's important to, to see. Um, Martin Luther King said, we, we have to get to the point where we don't judge people by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. And we, when you see some of these people out there that are black and white, yellow, green, doesn't matter. If we start judging them by their character, uh, most of them would be voted out of office. Um, but let, let's listen to, uh, this is on 60 Minutes. Okay, this is uh, on the Dave Rubin Show. He's He's done a lot of these kinds of things, and he. this is Morgan Friedman that he's going to be showing. And it's just the, the absurdity of what we're being dragged into to do nothing more, <clears throat> excuse me, than divide us. And they divide us by religion, race, uh, anything they can think of, socioeconomic groups, everything. Just check it out. Black History Month, you find ridiculous why you're going to relegate my history to a month oh come on what do you do with yours what which month is life history month no well, no well, come on tell me well, the, the, i'm jewish okay which I'm, month is jewish history month uh, there isn't one. Oh, oh, why not no. you want one no 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 i i, I, I don't either I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? And stop talking about it. And there it is. Stop talking about it. it I, I know there are problems in racial communities and da 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 da. But if, if you drill down into it, you'll see that we're being orchestrated and manipulated through all kinds of bullshit. So here we are at the end of another program and I, I thank you truly, deeply for your time. I, I know time is really valuable and I thank you for spending a little bit of it with me. And what I'm trying to do on my podcast is expose you to as much as possible to where you can follow up on it. Now the little 
snippets that I give, yeah, they're interesting, but you have to do your own research. You have to go out there and do your own research. If you want to start doing some research on what's going on right now with the psychological problems of in pure out insanity that I see going on on the planet. And if you don't think that can happen, ask the people of Cambodia. They still remember Pol Pot when he killed one third of the people for wearing glasses. Go to www.lotusguide.com forward slash information warfare. And I, I put a, a selection of things on there to back up the article that I wrote for the magazine. And you can check out our magazine at lotusguide.com. And I think if you really, really enjoy what I'm doing, um, you can go to lotusguide.com forward slash donations. There's a uh, PayPal link there. It's all nice and secure. And uh, if you want to make a sizable donation that you want to be a nonprofit donation, you can just get in touch with me at rahasia at usa.com. And um, it helps keep me on the air. I, I'm terrible at promoting myself, as you can probably tell, and just sort of throwing it in at the end. Um, I think if I ever sell the magazine, I would probably go into podcasting full time and I could devote more time to it. But for now, I'm, I'm just doing what I can. And I, I, that's all I'm asking everybody else to do. Do what you can with your circle of influence. Share this. You know, send it to some friends that might not be uh, aware of what's going on. Uh, read The Creature from Jekyll Island. You know, read that. The $10 trillion conspiracy by Jim Mars. Read that. And I think, uh, yeah, both of them are on audiobook too, and they're really good. Uh, the Secret History of the World by Mark Booth. I mean, this, this is the secret history of the world. If there was one book I would tell you to read, that one is a good one. And it's it has an amazing audio version of that by Mark Booth. And it's from the secret, the secret history of the world is from the perspective of the secret societies and exactly what's going on right now. That's the real history, not the bullshit history that you get in the history books from Will Durant. You know, this is a um, deep, deep look under the cover and behind the curtain of the morons and the, I, I can almost say, satanic evil people that have been in control of this planet for a long time. And like I say, this is the stuff I'd like to get into. But um, for now, uh, don't get me started because we have to go. And uh, thank you very much for your time. And come back and hear me again.